1: Welcome to the Eye on Money show. It is Tuesday, April 5th. It is April. It is springtime. Mark, do you have a little spring in your step? Bonjour. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: I'm I'm ready for spring. Like I told you before, there always comes a point where I'm ready for the next season.
1: Yeah. What do you feel like is like your spring ritual? Like I love spring because what I do is I go through my closet and I pull out all the stuff I haven't worn, usually in one season, but now I think I have to go back two seasons, right? Because I have to account for COVID. I pull out all the stuff I haven't worn. I put it in a bag and I drop it off to Goodwill. And I just feel virtuous for doing that. What do you do for the spring?
2: Uh, we do that as well. We make regular trips to the dropping off clothes. I wouldn't say that's necessarily just a springtime thing for us. We do that year round. Uh, for me, I'm a big cleaner. I do. Get great joy out of cleaning. So I think every spring and every fall, I do a real deep clean of the whole apartment.
1: Really? I like cleaning as well. Actually during COVID, early COVID, we did some serious deep cleaning and it was such a good way to like work out your anxiety. And I have a great idea for those of you who want that kind of, I need to work out my anxiety. And that is to think about spring cleaning for your financial life. Okay. Also because it's tax season. So every tax season, I go back, you know, beyond the period of time that I have to retain records. I fire up the shredder and I start just rocking and rolling and getting rid of stuff that I don't need. And this was the impetus to a segment that I recently did on CBS Mornings. So, Mark, I'm gonna play the seg. Let's play the segment and then you and I can talk about it. This is Financial Spring Cleaning, Michelle Miller sitting in for Gail King, Vlad Dutier sitting in for Nate Burleson, and Tony DeCopel. Here is our segment called Financial Spring Cleaning for you. Wait,
0: wait. In today's Money Watch,
1: we're taking a look at how to tidy up and stay on top of your money. Spring cleaning is as important for your finances as it is for your home. 20% 20% of people in one survey say paying down debt is their main financial goal this year. 14% want to beef up emergency savings. And 13% want to stick to
0: a budget. Here, here. Mm. Well, CBS News Ann and Schlesinger is here. Can you help us, sister, with that? You know, a lot
1: going on out there. But the main thing we all know is that in three weeks... It's time to file our taxes. Yeah, it is. And we'll be back to do like for the super procrastinators, I promise we'll do a segment, but for right now just know, file electronically, choose your direct deposit, please, make sure all your numbers jibe, and there's some resources that people don't use. You have a free file system through the IRS software and filing if you make less than 73,000 bucks. There is actually great resources for um, older people, tax counseling for the elderly. The Volunteer Income Tax uh, Association is, is a service for folks who make less than $58,000. So these main points of assistance are there for taxpayers. Use them. If you have any question, just go to irs.gov. Lots of info on yeah, the site. You, you
0: don't have to pay for your return. I, I wish more people took advantage of those free services. Uh, whether you use a free service or an accountant, you got to gather documents. You get a return back a copy of it. How long do you have to keep all that paperwork?
1: I would like to dedicate this answer to my mother, Susan. (laughs) Okay. calls me every single tax season. How long do I have to keep all this stuff? So the IRS, when they have an audit, usually can look back three years. Three years, long time. But if they find a big error, they can tack on extra time. So most experts say keep returns and all supporting documents for six months years six so years. Oh, six years so the hoarder that i am and i've kept all of that paperwork i'm good in for good you. shape yeah. yes right? you are okay. but if it's beyond six well, you don't want years, that audit coming that's right but it, but if it's beyond six years you fire up the shredder and you can get rid of everything shredder who owns a shredder
0: <laughs> it's a whole longer conversation <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you shredding jill uh let me ask you about there are some documents so that you do need to keep forever
1: absolutely so
0: birth and death certificates, social security cards. I found that out the hard way. How so? We're getting married. You need your you need your birth certificate. Exactly. And mine was like from the 60s. I had to get like a, you know, a, like I had to, it was a big deal. Yeah, big so deal.
1: social security cards and, you know, marriage licenses and divorce decrees. Also, military paperwork, especially for folks who want to make sure their families have military burials. Sometimes you need evidence of that. But... So, That's a given, though, Vlad. I'm why? Yeah, I, 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 I don't it, know
0: where you're I mean, thinking you shouldn't keep that stuff. Uh, well, I mean, like, I'm sure my mom had it somewhere. Okay. All right. <laughs> Next All question. Right. A lot of people, <laughs> focusing on the viewer again, a lot of people uh, have a goal of paying down debt, right? And, like... The question is always simple. How do you do that? Well, it takes money to do that. You've got limited funds. How do you allocate it to pay that debt down?
1: You want to scour what you are spending right now, which people hate. I'm not saying you should be on a budget, Michelle. I'm not doing that at (laughs) all. I am saying that you just look at where you're spending, and usually people can find a little bit of of, of fudge factor there, some money that they can allocate towards debt pay down. Next, you want to actually create a list and say, OK, what is my highest interest debt? right now and go all the way down focus on the highest interest debt i know there are some people who are like oh i have a little teeny tiny thing outstanding let me just pay that off highest interest first Minimum payments on the rest, then shift down the list, down, down, down. And you say it's a good time to check out your credit score now, too. Absolutely. You know, over the last decade, credit scores have actually been improving in the United States. It's amazing. So we were below 700 uh, 10 years ago. Now we're at 714. What I think is important is that a lot of people throughout the pandemic paid down a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that's reflected on your credit report. So annualcreditreport.com you can get a free credit review every 12 months. Why are you looking at this? You wanna make sure that there's no errors on that report. If they see them, you correct them, but also you wanna make sure that things that should be there are there and it's reflected in your score. One other thing, Mm -hmm. you can also flag identity theft, because if someone has nefariously opened up credit in your name, Mm. you can see it on that report. So annualcreditreport.com.
0: The other thing that comes up sometimes is you've paid something off, but it didn't show up, wasn't removed from the report. So it's open credit, even though it shouldn't be.
1: That's exactly right. So that's why we want to look at that. And just one other word about shredding documents, because I know we were joking about this (laughs) before we came on the air. It's that there are services that will come to your house and do like a massive shredding. It's a great time to do do that. Right and in front of you. Right in front of you. And please, bank statements and account statements, you can keep them for a year. But if you have a family where you think you're going to be applying for Medicaid, yeah. like you think you might need that, there are a lot of states that require five years of investment and yeah. bank statements. So be careful before you go too crazy and with And if you shredding. want to save
0: money, you use the yard guy with the leaves, and he can do the paper and the leaves at the same time. <laughs> My goodness. Throw it all in.
1: I mean, you've got it all good figured the out. It's for environment. It's yeah. all spring It's also cleaning. good for your budget. Exactly. <laughs> Break
0: it it's great for the flowers.
1: Okay, Mark, you know, I think I screwed up the volunteer income tax assistance or the VITA plan. I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. Obviously, we'll do a little bit more as we get your taxes done, but I am not kidding you that my mom every year says to me, how long do I have to keep my records and my supporting documents? People really do roll their eyes about that, six years. Uh, Mark, do you keep credit card bills or utility bills or home improvement, anything like that? What What do you keep? credit
2: card bills? No. I mean, I don't even get papers, anything in the mail anymore. Well, what about, but
1: but do you then just eliminate it? Like, what do you do with your electronic stuff? Yeah. Credit
2: card stuff, credit card, I trash, uh, utilities, cable, internet, gone. Gone. The only thing I keep, you know, is insurance related stuff.
1: First of all, of course, as Mark says, you really do want to do everything electronically. Really? Please, please. But Often you get a lot of statements and they are in the mail. I get it. Keep your bank and investment statements for a year in your taxable investment accounts. Do flag any confirmations of purchases or sales that you might need for tax purposes. And as I said during the segment, if you're applying for Medicaid, a lot of states require that you show five years worth of statements. Credit card bills, I think if unless you need it for tax or business purposes, you can get rid of them. And same thing with the utility and phone bills. Home improvement or major purchases, that I would keep until you dispose of your asset. You know, like you may need to know, hey, what home improvements did I do that could raise the cost basis of my house or my apartment when I sell it? So that could be good. All right, Mark, do you want to just give us the, I didn't get to this in the segment. What about um, the consolidation of accounts? That's a good spring cleaning thing to do. What do you think about that? What, What do we have to know?
2: Yeah, I think that's pretty common, probably, especially nowadays with people leaving jobs left and right. I'm guessing most people have probably two, three, four, maybe more retirement accounts out there. And some some of them they may have even forgotten about. So you really want to try and consolidate all of those into one place if
1: possible. Absolutely. And by the way, if you're the kind of person who's thinking about converting to a Roth IRA, you've heard us talk about this. A lot of people have old retirement accounts floating around. If you can, roll them into your current retirement account, your 401k or your 403b or your 457, if they allow it, if the current employer allows it, then yeah, push it all in there. That's gonna help you streamline your financial life. You know what else is funny though, Mark? It's like, when you think about how easy it is to open accounts in general, I also think that people don't just have a lot of retirement accounts, they might have a lot of investment accounts. And I always worry that like, There's, you know, six or seven different accounts or two or three accounts. You don't know what's in what, and you know maybe you could avoid or reduce fees. Maybe you can get a better deal, and maybe you can just keep track of things. I do think that that is something that's very, very much worth doing. Really, and the other piece of this is that sometimes when you look at all the technology that exists, uh, you also may not realize that. You know, let's say uh, you have a Venmo account or a PayPal account, right? Well, what if you have a balance in those accounts? And a lot of people walk around, they balance in their accounts. They sit there and they complain that there's no interest on their bank accounts, but you're sitting in a PayPal account or you're getting no interest. So if you're carrying a balance in those accounts, push that into your bank account where at least even if you're going to get crappy interest, it's going to be crappy is better than zero, right? Okay. Last thing that I would like to just put out there, people. Mark, how many streaming services do you have? I have Netflix. Mm -hmm. I have Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Although I don't really consider Amazon Prime because that
2: comes with Prime. But okay, throw it in there. And I have uh, HBO Max and that's it.
1: Okay. So I think that there are a lot of people who loaded up on some streaming services. As I realized when I looked at my Sirius XM, which I got for, I think, like six bucks as a promotion for like a year. And all of a sudden, I saw my credit card bill get hit for $26 in a month. And I called up and I said, I'm going to cancel. And they said, no, why, why, why are you leaving? I said, because it's too expensive. Well, um, do you use it? And anyway, the long story short is I kept it because I, you, you know, I do drive sometimes. But I reduced it from $26 a month to $7 a month. I also got rid of Acorn, which is remember when I went through my whole British crime drama thing? Where I was, what is what is Acorn?
2: Is it's that a streaming like, service?
1: It's like it's a streaming service, but it has like all like many more foreign um, films and foreign series. So for some reason, I had that still sticking around, had forgotten. So uh, let me do this: you load it up on your streaming service. It's time to slim down. Okay. So get rid of those extra subscriptions or negotiate for something lower and use your extra savings to pay down your debt or beef up your emergency reserve or increase your retirement contributions. And again, just to go back to the segment, you need to keep your tax returns and the supporting documentation for six years. I know you want to get rid of it out of three after 3 but it could be up to 6 so just keep it and you know for most people as you said Mark most people have gone electronic which is great but not everybody clean up your financial life and clean up your house and get rid of all the clothes you're not wearing you're not going to wear them again i just tell you that right now the thing that you say oh well, maybe i'll wear it again you're probably not going to wear it all right that's it we're done with your spring cleaning we'll be back i promise uh thank you so much for listening if you have a question about whether you should actually keep or shred something just go to jillonmoney.com click the contact us button and we'd be delighted to let you know what you should do next and of course you can follow i and money wherever you get your podcast and check out our sister broadcast which is called jill on money everything is on the website and don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter and leave us a rating or a review we would be very appreciative of that mark teller show is my co-host and the executive producer we are distributed by Viacom cbs we drop our episodes every tuesday and thursday we like to remind you to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back our mantra here curiosity compassion community thanks for listening we'll talk to you on thursday if you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
0: Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts.
1: Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.